Welcome back for another video. Just three more game weeks to go before the World Cup, so we're onto the straight and narrow now. In this one we'll look at how the team's shaping up for Game Week 14. And if you missed the Game Week 14 player to buy video, that'll be on screen at the end for you as well. Remember to like the video and subscribe and all those good things if you do enjoy the content. So let's start with a quick look back at how Game Week 13 went. 47 points all out, certainly a week to forget. The only returns coming from Haaland and Mitrovic. Fortunately we got the captaincy right though after temptation to move it to Salah after news on the deadline stream that Nunez wasn't in the squad. It was certainly one of those weeks where the team looked good but underdelivered. No one in the team looking out of place and realistically there's no one you would have benched for Andreas who did get his biggest score of the season and well played if you started him. However to rub salt in the wounds it was Trossard who scored to wipe out Cancelo's clean sheet and further to that he was the player that we sold to make way for Foden who had his first bench of the season. Just unfortunate luck and that's the way FPL goes sometimes. As mentioned the positive is that the team looks good overall so let's take a look at how the team's shaping up for Gemic 14 and the transfer plans. In goal Pope's home to Aston Villa who will likely be high on confidence after a 4-0 win over Brentford in the first match post Gerrard. It's Unai Emery returning to the Premier League to manage them. They're not expected to manage his first game until game week 15. Pope's the third top scoring goalkeeper this season with 56 points, six of which have come from maximum bonus points. The back three is Trippier, Cancelo and Dyer. As it stands, Trippier is still the highest scoring defender with 66 points, with 5.5 points per match on average. His 3.2 expected goal involvement is also top among all defenders. Although his Arsenal tenure was a mixed bag, Emery's the top manager and Newcastle will see this as an opportunity for three points before Emery stamps his authority and tactics on Villa. Dyer's up against Bournemouth, who may be without their main man Solanke next game week. He was withdrawn in the first half against West Ham with an ankle injury and he was spotted leaving the stadium with an ankle brace. Spurs are in a dip of form with two losses on the bounce and it's a really good opportunity to turn things around and finish well before the break. Neto also went off injured at half time. If it is Travers back in goal, it could be a particularly good match for Spurs. The midfield is Salah, Zaha, Foden, and Martinelli. On paper, a strong midfield, but we said that last week. As disappointing as Salah has been, it doesn't feel like a week to sell. That said, following on from the point about Bournemouth, Sun is a temptation. At the end of the day, it's still Liverpool at home though, against Leeds, and Salah isn't suddenly a completely incapable player. He's managed seven attacking returns this season, and there's a reasonable chance he gets something here. Crystal Palace are just one point ahead of Southampton. It's extremely tight at the bottom half of the table. This is a great opportunity for Palace to go four points clear of the Saints with a win on home soil. Among midfielders, only Rodrigo, Trossard and Salah have taken more shots in the box this season. Pep made an interesting remark before the Brighton game, which was that he can sense when a player is not given it 100% because they're fearful of getting injured so soon before the World Cup. Whether or not he was alluding to Foden is unknown. We did see Mahrez start, who hasn't qualified for the World Cup himself. It was Foden's first mention of the season, so let's just hope we see Foden back in the 11. Martinelli completes the midfield, and it's a great fixture for Arsenal home to Forest. Forest have strung together a couple of good results, but I feel Arsenal will be too much for them, and it'll be a comfortable win, with Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka all potentially involved. A good fixture if we are doubled up in the Arsenal attack. He's got four goals and three assists this season, and he hasn't gone longer than his current run of two games without a return. The front three is Haaland, Mitrovic, and Tony. If Pep can sense a player erring on the side of caution before the World Cup, then Haaland isn't one of them, as he hasn't qualified either. Not one to overthink this game for captaincy. Although Leicester have improved as of late, he's still the best captain once again in my eyes. Mitrovic having an incredible season, as are Fulham really, who sit 8th in the Premier League table and they're only promoted this season. 
Nine goals for Mitro over the season so far, and he faces Everton, who are fourth worst for expected goals conceded, with 19.2 over the season. Only Southampton have lost more aerial duels than Everton, and he's an absolute beast in the air. Tony completes the 11, who perhaps still has a bit of work to do to cement his spot in Southgate's World Cup squad. Brentford seemed like a difficult side to predict lately, a 4-0 loss to Villa, a 0-0 draw of Chelsea, a 5-1 loss to Newcastle. He's up against Wolves though, who are 19th in the Premier League table, with 4 losses in their last 5. On the bench is Iverson, Andreas, Nico and Fofana. It's the same situation as last game, where Andreas looks playable, but realistically there's no one you'd bench for him here. During the World Cup we get unlimited transfers, and Andreas will be one to really think about on the other side of it. Fulham's fixtures aren't bad the other side of the World Cup, so perhaps he's one we could even start permanently, and then our bench midfielder could be another 4.5mm mid, which would free up a lot of cash as well. Andreas has the same amount of points this season as Zaha, both on 50. So onto the transfer plans, and as mentioned on paper the team looks in a good position. There's no move that leaps out this week, and despite the red arrow we'll keep calm and carry on, so the plan is to roll the transfer. This leaves us looking much more flexible for the final two game weeks, where there are a couple of considerations. First of all, Salah faces Spurs in game week 15, but also Mitrovic who's away to City, followed by Man United. These are two players that could be a temptation to sell. It could also be the time to finally sell for Fana, so that Dai could be benched when he plays Liverpool. So that wraps up the Gaming 14 team selection. Thanks as always for watching. And please hit like if you do enjoy the content and subscribe for more content every game week. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.